Welcome to the Soul Ability Superhuman Laboratory, where we uncover the secrets to upgrading your mind, body, soul, and business. Everybody. Welcome to another episode of the My Soul Ability Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Mike DeMarco. And on today's episode, I'm going to do something a little bit different than I've done in the past. I'm going to answer some of your questions on this show and do a Q&A. In the past, I've interviewed people and asked them questions and shared their experiences and shared their knowledge with you guys. And now I want to give you a chance to for me to answer some of your questions that you had for me. Now, I think it's really important to just ask questions. If you don't know something, ask, or you want to find out, ask, because if you don't raise your hand and and ask, you're never going to find out, or you're never going to find out what may happen. So let's just get into it. And we'll start with the first question from Joe. And Joe asks, what's the best way to de-stress in my life? Now, that's like a really kind of general question, but because everybody has different stresses in their life, like different things that they get stressed out about. So you really have to ask yourself, what are you getting stressed out about in the first place in your life? Is it your business? Is it your relationship? Is it like, because you're not somewhere you want to be success in your professional life, or you can't find somebody in your personal life, like a relationship wise, or you just don't like your body, or you're in this pain and you don't know how to get out of it. Now you have to really ask yourself, like, what is it that you're stressed about? And then once you do that, you can ask, like, why are you stressed out about it? Has there been a time in your life in the past that you've overcome something similar or has somebody else similar to you? And maybe with less advantage, like less situation, like they came from extreme poverty or had like a debilitating health disease or whatever it was gotten to where you want to be. Uh, it's, I don't like to compare uh, to other people, but sometimes it, it's, e- it's good because it gives you something to aspire to and it's inspirational rather than like being jealous and self-deprecating. It can be an inspirational process to compare yourself to somebody else. But at that sense, you also have to compare yourself to you and where you started and where you're at and where you're going and where you've been and like what you've actually overcome. And when you do that and you think back in the time in your life when you've overcome something that you're stressed out about or similar to it, or maybe even like worse, like a way worse situation, it gives you the confidence and the evidence to know that you're going to get through it. You're going to get through whatever you're stressed out about. And this is only a temporary experience. And when you recognize those stressful experiences as something that's like a catalyst for progress and for your future and something to actually is going to actually going to help you. It's something that's actually happening for you because like you need that pain, that struggle to be in order to be able to see the light in order to be able to get better in order to be able to make progress. Once you realize that, then that stress doesn't become so stressful anymore. You just be, you just become aware of it and it just becomes a thing that's happening. And 
you're on to the next thing and you actually appreciate it because you know that it's happening because something great is about to happen. But if you don't recognize that, you can keep that pain going for forever and never break free of it. So it comes down to really being aware of why you're stressed out in the first place and what you're stressed out about and what the pain is and what the struggle is in order to break free of it. Because if you're not aware that it's what it is, you can keep putting a Band-Aid on it, just like a wound that maybe will never heal. You just keep putting a Band-Aid on it, keeping it wet, and it just doesn't heal until you finally just rip the Band-Aid off, let it dry out, and let your body do its thing and let it heal itself until you that's the only time when you become like really take the next step into becoming what that pain was there for in the first place. So Joe, I hope that helps really just awareness and recognizing what the pain and the struggle is for. I mean, it's, it sounds like a simple thing to do and it does take practice. It does take effort. It does take work in order to be able to do that. But once you're able to figure that out and shift your mindset and to be able to do that, then like the sky's the limit for you. You're going to go, it's going to totally change your life. It's going to change everything that ever happens to you in your life. So next question from Tina F. When building your business, what do you do when you get overwhelmed? Uh, I would say, Tina, just same thing I just told Joe about getting stressed, like try not to get overwhelmed. Try to take a step back and look at why are you overwhelmed? You know, like, is it because you're putting too much on your plate? Is it because you're focusing on too many things at once? Are you focusing on redundant things that aren't actually going to get you anywhere? Are you focusing on little like $1 tasks that somebody else could be doing rather than the things that you're the best at, you're the greatest at in order to be able to get to where you want to be in the fastest amount of time? So for instance, like a lot of people don't have maybe the resources they or they think they don't to have somebody help them. Now, there's ways that you can do that. There's you can hire virtual assistants for like $5 an hour on like Upwork or online and they can help you do like meaningless, like not meaningless, but like mundane tasks that you want to do like research and uh, answer your emails and scheduling guests or sourcing products or talking to suppliers, stuff like that. They can really help you out. Or you can get a partner, a partner that complements your strengths and your weaknesses so they're strong in what you're weak in and there's going to be some overlap because you actually have to like get along with that person but and have like a kind of a similar vision but they have to kind of you have to balance it out with like someone that has a strong where you're weak um, if you're going to partner with them they have to really add value to whatever you're doing uh, I see a lot of people like want to partner with somebody else and they're like almost exactly the same. And people ask me all the time, like, Hey, do you want to like partner with me on this business or I can help you out with yours? And like, I'm not trying to be a dick, but you ask them. So like what value are you going to add? You really have to think like, well, how are you going to help me? Um, is this something that I can't do myself? You know, or are you just like hopping on for the ride where you don't want to give up like equity in something that you have or you've built to someone who's just like not even actually going to help you or they're just kind of 
they just see your success and they want to latch on to it or they know it's going to be big. So they don't really help you out. So asking for help really when it comes, comes down to it, whether you get a partner or you have a VA or you ask your family to help you out or somebody, or just even forgetting about the tasks that maybe aren't that important at that time, asking for help. Asking for help, asking for guidance, like ask, ask a mentor, ask a coach, how, how are you going to get through it? Um, what should you do? What should you focus on? And you can also ask yourself for help. You just really have to take a step back, look at yourself, into yourself. How can I help myself? How have I helped myself in the past? What do I need to focus on to get the maximum amount of results? And am I really focusing on things that are important or things that aren't so important? And that's... I guess been one of my things that I've always done is, and people like kind of get frustrated with me that are around me, like my mom and and teachers and stuff like that, is that I just instantly punt things that I don't think are important that are going to help me get to where I want to be. Like I was the worst, I was a good student, but I was the worst like homework student because I didn't think, if I didn't think it was important, I didn't think it was going to help me. I just didn't do it. And in my businesses, like if there's tasks that I think like you could have a business and everyone wants to add all these things to it instead of focusing on their core, if it didn't fit with my core and if I didn't think it was going to help me and get me the maximum amount of results, I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to waste money on it or time. So just building up that awareness will help you get through being overwhelmed. Like, you don't have to be overwhelmed. Overwhelmed is just a state of mind. It's a state of how you're thinking at that time. Just realize that you're going to get through it if you just keep moving forward. Oh, so let's get to the next question. I hope that answered it for you, Tina. If I had, or I guess if you had a thousand dollars and just started your business, what would you do with it from Carlos? Okay, so I guess it depends if I already had started my business and had an extra thousand dollars or if I only had a thousand dollars to start my business. Now, the first thing I would do is forget about the money part, right? The money's there, it's important, but you really have to ask why are you starting this business and who is this business for? And that's free. When you ask those important questions, you give meaning to the reason why you're doing it in the first place, as well as who the business, like you give meaning to the business from your customer's perspective, like your potential customers. So you have to create that avatar. Like who is it for? What culture are you trying to build? Are you just trying to build a business to make money or are you trying to do something bigger? You're trying to fuel a passion or you're trying to do something that's going to like help you in your life and change your life and change their lives too, or, and fix a problem or just make people feel like they belong to something bigger. So you have to ask those questions first. And then if I had like the first thousand dollars I spent besides like, getting an LLC and a 
a logo and thinking about my brand name that really resonates with my customers, I would just take that thousand dollars and start building my tribe online with Facebook ads and ask them what they wanted. I would probably, if I only had a thousand dollars, I would probably do a product that was, uh, didn't cost a lot of money to, to make while having, I'll probably put like $500 into like a super, super cheap product that didn't cost a lot to make and use the other $500 for marketing. Um, you would probably have to do all of your, you know, logo design and stuff like that on your own, or you can use like a, a website like Fiverr or Upwork to do it like super cheap um, and build your website yourself, honestly. Just so getting the product and building the brand up and starting with a thousand dollars doesn't sound like a lot or spending $500 on products doesn't sound like a lot at first. But then once you make the money with the, whatever you sell, the profit, you just, you have to keep reinvesting it. You can't take it and like start spending it and buying things with it. And you have to keep doing that until you're at a point where you feel comfortable that you can take some money out of the business, but still have enough to reinvest it for growth. That's a huge mistake a lot of people make is that they pull money out of their business too soon or too much of it and they don't have any left for growth and they have to look outside of their business for investment in order to keep it growing and they have to give a huge chunk of it up to somebody else. And I never really wanted to do that unless I did. it's a business that I didn't want to be in anymore and it, I wanted to focus on something else. So... But if that's going to be like your main thing to make money until it's like at a certain level, like you really shouldn't do that. Um, and that's how I built my businesses from from scratch, basically, by taking everything that I, we made and constantly reinvesting it until I got to a point where I didn't really have to do that anymore to, to maintain the growth or I didn't want to grow anymore. I just wanted to stay where it is. And that's okay too. You don't have to constantly be growing and, con you, and constantly be getting to this like next level because maybe the next level isn't just like growth of your business. And maybe it's a, a different aspect of your business or a different industry or just having more freedom and time to do the things you want to do while maintaining what you have right now. So there's always like different um, intentions behind and motives behind things that you're doing. And it's not always like a monetary thing. Like, and I don't think it should always be a monetary thing. So when you try to build a business that's just a monetary thing to make money, it doesn't really work out in the long term. And if you want to do that, like I would just go work on Wall Street or do something in the financial industry if you just want to help people make money because that's really what they're doing. But if you want to do something else, like be a doctor or start a supplement company or an apparel company or anything like that, you should really want to make a difference and do something that you are passionate about. Because if you don't, you're just going to get really bored of it and tired of it and sick of it. And maybe in the beginning, you have to do the things that you didn't really want to do just for money, but or you think you do. But eventually you have to switch into just like doing things for your passion. And I've heard a lot of people saying like, you can't just do things for your passion because you'll never make money. Like what if you just, 
like gardening. Like, how are you supposed to make money doing that? Well, there's plenty of ways. Like, you just have to be creative, especially in today's age with the internet. Like, there's so many platforms to be able to educate people on gardening or source gardening tools or whatever it is. You just have to go and learn and constantly learning and have an open mind onto what's possible. Because if you, like, if I thought, or we, when we started Shreds or my chiropractic office and what I, all the other people that I've helped got stuck in the mindset of like, this is the way it's always been done. This is the only way that we can do it. It would have no, nothing would have ever grown as fast as it did to the level that it has because we wouldn't have been aware of like the new technologies that have been, are available to, to reach more people and build a bigger tribe faster. I see, I see this a lot, even today. People are trying to build businesses and they go online and they're just making like, trying to make sales and they're not really building anything real. They're just making sales. They're just good salesmen, like selling stuff. But at the end of the day, they're not building something like a, that people emotionally connect with. And I guess that's like, okay you know that's what they're good at they're good salesmen but i don't think they should call themselves entrepreneurs because entrepreneurs build something bigger than themselves like elon musk isn't just trying to sell cars or sell you know solar panels and spaceships he's trying to do something a lot bigger than himself that's not just for money money is just a means to get there and he's going to do it only because he believes in something greater. Uh, every single super, I'm talking like super successful entrepreneur, not just like the person you know down the street that owns like a dollar store or whatever, um, or any kind of like business, like regular generic business. They're always thinking about something bigger than themselves, not just trying to make money, like a true true visionary entrepreneur now you can like start up businesses and turn them into cash flow and assets and that's great but then you eventually use that cash flow to do something great too like i think it's kind of inevitable to not when you are successful in some financial way to not turn it around at some point into a business that helps people or something that helps people, whether it's charities or whatever it is. So I kind of got a little off the topic of like starting with a thousand dollars, but knowing that that big why also will make the biggest difference of like what you do with that little amount of money that you have to make it the biggest impact. Cause you're not going to just spend it on like dumb things. You're going to actually put it into things that are going to help you get to your goal because it's going to be like deep in your heart, deep in your soul about why you're doing it in the first place. So thank you, Carlos, for that question. Now, what tips can you offer someone who feels they're too old to start a new career path from Lawrence, Larry? I guess, right. Everyone thinks that they're too old to start a new career path nowadays. Like we live in this kind of messed up or like distorted world of teenage and early twenties, multimillionaire entrepreneurs and people doing things younger and younger and 
where media and society is putting it in our faces like 30 under 30 list, 20 under 20, 40 under 40. And everybody wants to make those lists and they think that, oh man, like Mark Zuckerberg is in his mid thirties and he's one of the richest people in the world and I'm older than him. Like uh, uh, my time is, my time is up. I can't do anything. But if you really take a step back and you look at like the success curve of most people in, in history, it really takes a lot longer than that for most people to realize the thing that is going to get them to where they want to be. Because it's about the journey. It's not about just getting to where you want to be. Now, Ray Kroc, McDonald's, he was 60 years old when he figured out that he could help grow McDonald's to where, I mean, the, one of the biggest corporations in food today, eventually. Um, you know, KFC, KFC guy, 60 years old when he started KFC. Uh, most of the entrepreneurs that people look up to, like Gary Vee, Tim Ferriss, um, a lot of these guys, like Grant Cardone, they're like 40 plus and they're just, people just becoming aware of them and Grant Cardone, like Grant Cardone is He's 59 years old. Like he's been doing it for a long time and yeah, he had some financial success, but he's just now getting to like the tipping point of where he's like, all right, I'm going to break into maybe the billions eventually. Um, and that that's most people, like most people don't become successful until they're like in that kind of age range. There's like a learning curve, a gap, uh, and I guess it depends on where, how young you started. Not everybody has the wherewithal to start becoming an entrepreneur or whatever they finding their passion when they're like 11 years old or five years old and they start a little later in life. And that's okay. Cause you didn't really know Like you're stuck in a system that's pushing you down this path. And you thought that was the way and you realize that it wasn't for you and it doesn't matter how old it, it just takes that shift in mindset to be able to shift into a new career path. Like if you're 50 in your fifties or even sixties and you are like thinking about changing what you're doing into something new, something different, totally different out of your, out of your comfort zone. But you're afraid that it's going to take you too long to get there. And like how old are you to be when you're finally make it in today's age, all those young entrepreneurs, they're just proof that once you shift your mindset and you can do that pretty quickly by hiring a coach or a mentor. And if you're that age, you definitely have some wisdom about like how the world works. And you're probably going to know a lot of things that a lot of these young guys aren't, don't really know that is kind of like eventually going to bite them in the ass. You can get to where you want to be in like two to five years. You just have to do it. You just have to take that step and really go all in on something that you're passionate about and something that also people want and can make money. So I would not worry about if you're too old to start a new career path because there are so many other examples of people who are probably older and that have done it, you know, and if you're taking care of your body and you're healthy and all those things like that helps too. So 
if you have been one of those people that has taken care of your body your whole life and for the most part and you're pretty healthy at an older age like it's going to be a lot easier for you to probably be successful as an entrepreneur later in life because you have more energy and more focus and more drive but if you didn't I wouldn't even I wouldn't worry about that either because it's never too late to start turning around your health just because maybe you have like some doctor diagnose you with something that you think is incurable or you have to be on a medication your whole life doesn't mean they're right it doesn't mean they're right if you believe that you can change it you will there is a way other people have changed the same thing that you have and you can do it too you just have to be open to it and once you do that once you start changing your lifestyle your eating habits your movement habits your mindset habits you start like because you know looking deeper into yourself and your body will start changing our body is constantly making new cells constantly making new cells there's like i think within our lifetime we make like three or four versions of ourselves through our cells replication dying so you can start that at any time and once you start and you stick with it for a period of time like you will literally become a totally new person and all those new cells will have the new nutrition and new nutrients and all that goodness that you've been putting into your body and by the time and you will see a gradual shift in your body and your business and your life in your professional career within a period of like 10 years you will literally be a totally totally new person physically spiritually professionally financially it's just up to you on what trajectory you're going to go on are you going to go on an up curve and be healthier wealthier happier or are you going to keep doing what you're doing and become broke unhappy and unhealthy so it really comes down to not being too old but making those choices now whatever age that you are because it, it, there's like really no excuse anymore anybody can do it anybody can do it anybody can can change their life no matter how old they are they just have to really believe in it and the way that you get that belief is by taking those first steps just moving forward and proving to yourself that you can do it Okay, so question number 5 from Sam. How can I start a business doing what I love? Kind of answered this in previous questions. But the only way, so Sam, the only way that you can figure out a business doing what you love is to really figure out what you love and what you're passionate about, and it may not be the things that you think that you love already. Like you may think that you love baseball. You may think that you love lifting weights. You may think that you love gardening. But if you really start removing the ego and taking a step back and seeing why like going deeper into like what is it about those things that you love, you may find a commonality of all those things that you love. Now for me 
I loved bodybuilding. I loved progress, right? So was I going to go become a professional bodybuilder? No, I don't have the genetics for it. It wasn't, it's not in the cards for me to be like a Mr. Olympia. And yeah, I still like tried, I still bodybuild it and I still like changed my physical body. But, um, that wasn't the path that I was going to go on for that. And then I loved, you know, helping people. And I, I became a chiropractor and I started my business doing this. Did I love chiropractic? Did I love adjusting people and work on their muscles and helping them with their diets and those things? Yes, but why? Right? So why, why do you love those things? And then when I help people with their businesses and their life, do I love just like telling people about business and their life and mindset and all those things? Or is it something deeper than that? And when you dig deeper into that, why you love those things, that's really what you love. So do you love progress, right? So all those things in my life help that one of the things that ties them all in is making progress and helping other people make progress. Do you like seeing change? Do you like becoming more of who you are and helping people to realize that too? Do you become, do you like helping people become more awake to what the truth should be in their life or what's useful to them to actually, or what all the dogma is out there about that's actually helping them. I mean, hurting them. So to shifting to things that are actually helping them or showing people that there's a different way. Now, whatever it is in your life that you think that you love, you can really, really dig deep into those things and figure that out first. And then once you do that, you can follow your curiosity into other things of like, all right, well, if I, you know, I love progress and I love getting better at things, like maybe I'll try jujitsu and I'll, I'll do that. And you learn that skill and eventually you can start a business out of it. Or if, I mean, jujitsu takes a long time to learn um, and get great at. So it doesn't have to be something that long-term, but it could be anything in your life. It could be, but it has to, it could be anything, right? But it has to be something that people want and people need and something that you can actually charge money for. And I mean, I see these, a lot of spiritual people out there. They love spirituality stuff, right? But so do I. Obviously, my podcast is called Soul Ability. And they sell energy. Now, for me, that's not something I can like sit. That doesn't sit right with me, right? Just to sell people to increase their vibrations. I want people to, to learn an actual skill, something that's transferable, not something so super esoteric that people are going to like ridicule them for or not people are actually just not going to buy from them because they don't have like a best-selling book or they weren't on you know like so super well known because not everybody is able to do that right and then they become they call they could call quacks and uh snake oil salesmen and those kind of things and it, if you believe in it it's great but 
you also have to package those kind of things and realize in some into something that people are going to be able to digest and then accept your methods right so for instance like so wim hof is a great example of this like i love his program i love the breathing techniques i love what he's about but if you dig deep down in the core of it and he's kind of changing his messaging now a little bit his course is actually a meditation course that helps to raise your consciousness disguised as a course that's going to help improve your ability to hold your breath, increase your cardiovascular output, allow you to do things with your physical body that you didn't think you were going to be able to do. I think it's a lot of athletes and people into fitness really interested. And then they start meditating and raising their consciousness without even being aware of it until the end of it. And they realize, holy crap, I've been meditating this whole time and I didn't even know. So packaging up something that maybe people are skeptical of into something that they can jump on board is the best way to pack it, to start a business doing what you love when you know your why. So just starting something because you really believe in it isn't always the easiest thing to do, but you have to package it in packaging that people are going to be able to digest. I hope that makes sense. So the next question is how do I find a coach or mentor? I hear people on your podcast talking about it a lot and I really think I need one. Well, having a coach or a mentor is definitely one of the best things you can do to accelerate your progress in your life to get to where you want to be because they've been there they've done it or they've helped other people get there or they give you an objective point of view by taking a step outside of yourself to see where your flaws are and where you can be helped and where you, what you need to work on that maybe you can't see yourself at that time but I've heard like horror stories about this too where people have hired coaches and mentors and they just took their money and they didn't really help them. They just kind of, I don't know, talked about themselves the whole time or didn't care about you and didn't help you get to where you want to be. So they wait, they spent a lot of money on something that didn't really help them at that time. Or they didn't really meet their expectations. And there's a lot of coaches and mentors out there who are just, just coaches, just mentors, and they're teaching you success. And they've only ever been successful at teaching people success instead of actually building something real like you want to do. Because chances are like you don't want to just be successful. You want to actually build something that you believe in. And that doesn't necessarily mean becoming a coach or a mentor or a success coach or selling people success or how to make more money. Because I believe that there's like a tipping point where all that stuff is going to just stop. Because if I'm just teaching you how to make more money by telling people how to make more money and that just keeps on going around, 
eventually the market is going to be completely saturated. And it's not to say you can't make money in a saturated market. It's just very difficult and costs a lot of money. And what value does it add to everybody if everybody's just like teaching people how to just move money around? I, I don't think that you should do that. I mean, there are people, very few people that are great at it, that they belong doing it. But having evidence of helping somebody or themselves build something real, something similar to what you want to do, or something that has the same principles or whatever is the way to go. And so how do you find that person? Well, you can go to like, there's events you can go to and listen to people speak. You can contact people online and interview them. Don't just let them interview you interview them because they're going to have a great sales process because they've gotten a lot of people to jump on board their thing. So you have to be aware of that and interview them. Like, why do you think that they're right fit for you? Like, are they actually going to help you? Are they, do you believe what they're about? Are they just in it for the money or do they really care about you? Or like, so don't automatically think that just because someone's charging you money, they're in it for the money. You need to pay that money in order to make the commitment, no matter what it is. And it has to, you have to feel it. So if you don't feel it, chances are you're not going to be committed. And there's also other ways or to find a coach and a mentor besides just paying for one. You can find someone and you can help them. You can offer value, like offer to add value in their life or to learn from them. So like some of my first mentors, like I worked for them. Like I made less money than everybody else. And they taught me more than everybody else because I was willing. I saw that as an education rather than just like a paycheck. And that's everything in my life that like all the jobs that I've had besides very few that I didn't last very long. I saw them as an education rather than a paycheck. And as soon as I didn't see myself learning anything anymore, I just left because you have to really look at yourself as like an open book of that of pages that need to be filled and rather than just like a bank account that you need to put money in because once you have all that that knowledge in that book if that bank account's empty you're going to be able to refill it again because you're going to have the exact blueprint to be able to do it and the only way you're going to get that blueprint is by learning and going out and putting yourself out there and finding out how other people did it as a model because just straight up copying them doesn't really work like it works sometimes but if you don't really know yourself or your why and you just straight up copy them if you're just being another them instead of being you like you're going to get just to a certain level of success and then you're going to be super limited but if you take their like take pieces of their model and take what works and you apply it towards your philosophies and your beliefs and your ideas and your identity you could build something really great and something way bigger than yourself something that outlasts you something that's like not even uh, in the realm of possibility for most people's thinking and a great coach and a great mentor can be the catalyst to be able to do that so 
find somebody that you want to learn from or you think can help you that can help you that you think can help you get to where you want to be and interview them. Don't let them just interview you and make sure it's a good fit. You can find them online, find them at events. And if you don't want to do that, you can work for somebody. And then if you don't even want to do that, like you're stuck in a job that you can't just quit because maybe you have bills to pay and family or whatever, you can always read. Like my first, first mentors were books. Like I was reading self-help books. I was researching on the internet, like how to market, how to reach, how to, how to make money, how to be successful, how to do stuff with bodybuilding, how to diet, um, what all the, everything, not just like what the trends are, like look at everything or like research and learn and, and experiment and test it, test it on yourself, test it on you and test it on a smaller scale because if you don't test it out you won't even know if it's actually like good good information or not listen about i mean nowadays like you have podcasts like this one and so many other ones and youtube and facebook instagram so much information out there so consume but also test because a good mentor when you have them a coach is going to give you information but they're going to make you test it out they're going to make you experience it to learn it not just tell you they're not going to talk at you they're going to make you do things so if you don't have that around you you just get the information you have to try yourself all right so question number seven a little bit different question not a business one what is the best diet to look good, feel good, and be healthy without sacrificing my diet. Well, like, so sometimes you have to sacrifice. Sorry, there's no way around it. And why are you sacrificing your diet? Like, why, if your current diet is working for you, why don't you already look good, feel good, and, and are healthy? If you need to be those things, you're not where you want to be and you want to stay eating the same things, then it, it's, a, it's really impossible. Like you're not going to get there. You have to sacrifice something, right? And you can't look at it as a sacrifice. Like why don't you sacrifice your current lifestyle, current way of living in order to make room for a new one, a better one, the ideal one, the ideal one that you want. Because what are you really sacrificing? Some mouth pleasure, like the way things feel when you eat them or the way things taste. Because you're so used to eating those things, you're addicted to them. You're addicted to sugar, like tons of carbohydrates or eating all the time. Like you constantly need to be able to give yourself that hit of dopamine by putting food in your mouth and feeling it and swallowing it. And that mentality, first of all, needs to change. Because when you're willing to let go of that, then you can start doing things, eating the right things that are going to help you look good, feel good, and actually be healthy all at the same time and give you more time. Because when you're living in a state of alignment and eating through intuition and eating the things you're supposed to be eating at the times you're supposed to be eating them, then it becomes easy. It becomes flawless. Like, 
food is so abundant nowadays. Like you don't really have to look for it. You just have to look for the right things. So there's so much food out there, but you have to focus on like the highest quality foods. So first and foremost, I always say go for the highest quality foods like organic, pasture-raised, grass-fed, wild-caught, those kind of things because those foods are going to have the highest level of nutrients in them. They're going to have the least pesticides, least toxins, best fatty acid profiles, the best foods for you really. That's why when you go and you go to Italy or something like that and you eat that food, like people have reported that their hair grows thicker, um, their skin looks better, and they're kind of eating like almost the same types of foods, but the quality of the food is so much better. And then once you do that, you have to think about and figure out what works for you because not what works for one person is going to work for everybody, but there are some general general rules to follow, right? So, and I believe in balance, So you may not always follow a vegan plant-based diet. You may just be that some of the time. And then you may shift into more of a paleolithic diet. And then you may shift into a mixed diet. And then you may shift into having some carbohydrates and more ketogenic. Having carbohydrates and then more of a ketogenic diet. So being aware of what feels good to you is really like the key to it and maintaining balance because you can get burnt out on doing one thing for forever. And a lot of people can do that, but I personally can't, like I need to have some variety. And I think that's like human nature because in nature, you don't always have the same things available to you to be able to eat. There's seasons that change the things. There's geography that changes the things. There's availability. There's a whole so many factors that are to change the things that are available to eat. And they have for the past few hundred thousand years, millions of years that we've been around and our bodies have adapted to that variety and that balance. So that's maybe why when people shift from like a regular typical Western diet of crap to a a vegan plant-based diet, they feel amazing for the first few months, not at first, but after two weeks or so, they feel amazing. And then it starts to level out. And then if they switch to something else, they feel like a little, not so great, like a ketogenic diet for a few, for a little bit. And then they feel amazing and they keep getting results. So I, number one, high quality foods. Number two is balancing out your diet. Um, and also not eating all the time. Like, being cyclical with your food times. Like I like to do intermittent fasting and fast occasionally and not have foods sometimes because it's kind of like what our, our bodies are designed to do and thrive on when you don't have those food, when you don't have food for a period of time, you can totally survive on it. Um, all you need is water and your body actually goes into this like mode of autophagy, which is, program cell death where you get rid of all these like extra senescent cells and antibodies and things that are causing damage and to the other cells around it, which eventually can cause cancer and autoimmune diseases and all these things that you don't want. And the only way to get rid of that is by literally not eating. So not eating those things for a long period of time or not eating at all. 
And there's a lot of research around positive effects of actual fasting coming out lately, which is amazing. Um, and it's a lot easier than you think. And once you start doing it, you will realize how easy it is and how much actually time that you have to be able to do things. So you're not constantly stopping throughout the day to eat food. You just eat at a certain time, like if you out within a few hours, or if you do like a three day fast, which I don't recommend all the time, like maybe a few times a year, but talk to your doctor first, especially to make sure you're able to do it and monitor you that way. You know, like you realize how much time you spend on like eating and how you're only eating at like certain times of the day because it's just the time of the day that you normally eat and you're only eating because you like the way that food feels like in your mouth and in your stomach rather than you actually being hungry. So I don't think there's one best diet, but I do have a few guidelines and I do have a guide that, uh, I will be putting out that has some of my, my personal views on, on diet and what the guidelines should be that I've given to people and they've lost up to 65, 70 pounds within six months following it. And it's not just about weight loss. It's about like having better skin and feeling better and all these things. And it's not that hard and they're not even working out doing it. So that's pretty crazy to me. Anyway, so next question. So I've spoken about this a few times actually, but question is, I've been reading up on the benefits of psychedelics like ayahuasca and microdosing LSD and wanted some of your thoughts from Drew. So this is not something that I would recommend for everybody. Right. So using psychedelics and um, consciousness expanding substances uh, are maybe not for everybody right now, but they do have benefits and you do have to be ready for it. And they, this is where like an experienced person or mentor or a shaman to help you guide you through these, these things is crucial and critical because if you start using psychedelics like ayahuasca or heavy doses of LSD or psilocybin, you can all of a sudden think that this world is pointless and the things you're doing are pointless and why are you doing them anyway? And you just want to give up and you get depressed for a period of time because you don't have somebody there to help guide you through it and make you realize what's going on. Now, like ayahuasca is not for everybody. You have to be ready for it because it is not like always the most pleasurable experience. Like you can purge and vomit and have diarrhea and see things that maybe you are afraid of because it forces you to look deep within your side yourself. But if you're ready to go through that little bit of pain, because there is that pain, the other side is amazing and it will totally transform your life. It will transform everything about your life, the way that you look at life, your relationship with everybody and other people. Um, it's not just something that you go and you do to learn how to have the next step in your business or how to become more successful, how to make more money. It's not about that. Everybody's experience is going to be different. Um, so I think you have to have that mindset before going into it. 
And as far as like microdosing LSD, like, yes, people do it. And it helps you become like think a little bit more creative and more abstract and maybe give you like that, like it's like a supplement, like that 5% difference. So if you're already operating at a high level, it can help you be a little bit better, right? A lot of my friends do it. Um, it helps them with their, their businesses and thinking, help them getting unstuck in things and stuff like that. But you can have similar effects using like a super high quality, like really great diet and getting really clear on that. Once you start burning the right fuel and your body's operating at a high level and you are practicing meditation and you increase your mindfulness and awareness, you become more focused and you start living this like state of bliss, right? You start or you start getting there. And that's similar effect to microdosing LSD. And if you keep going with it, there are also like nootropics that you can take that can give you a very, very similar experience. Like you don't have to do anything illegal to get it. Um, like uh, I love lion's mane mushroom, which you can, mushroom coffee is a great, the, one of the greatest things out there uh, for this combined with like a, a choline, like alpha GPC, like you will get more focus, more clarity and your brain will function amazing. And, but you have to take enough of it, like two to three grams of uh, lion's mane in order to make a, be able to make a difference. I mean, a little bit, you, some people notice, but the research says like two to three grams to make the biggest difference, right? So you don't have to do it, but if you want to do, you want to start trying to microdose, that's like up to you. Um, that's totally your opinion and totally like something that you should, it's personal to you. And I'm not going to stop you from doing these things. So, and I'm not advocating doing it. And if you're going to do those things, it's not something you do every day. You should limit it to like two days a week and not all the time because your body gets sensitized to these, desensitized to these things. Any type of substance that you put in your body, you're going to get desensitized and you're going to need more. So you need to take breaks and you need to, to not do it all the time. Like they're tools, right? And a lot of people use these tools as a crutch instead of using them as a bridge to do more work. It's just like any kind of drug, any kind of pharmaceutical, any kind of therapy or treatment, people start seeing that thing as the answer instead of like a light to lead the way to the answer. If that makes sense. It's like, for instance, like pain medication. Sometimes you might need it, but you, it should only be used as a bridge. It shouldn't be used to block the symptoms for forever. It should only be used as a bridge while you're doing the things that you need to do to get better and successful and healthier and fix the thing that's causing the pain in the first place. So that's just like my thoughts. This is how I look at it. And I think that's really important that you look at it in that way, because if you don't, you end up just doing it all the time and not really making progress and relying on it. Like you shouldn't rely on a substance or anything that you can't do with your physical body to be able to get to the next level. They kind of just give you a map once you do it to be able to get there sooner. So like, for instance, ayahuasca will give you the roadmap to where you can get with 20 plus years of a really deep meditation practice 
and then you can be able to get back there with meditation and those kind of tools. So those are just my thoughts. I don't think everybody should be doing it. It's really popular to talk about because it's taboo or whatever, but um, do I think it's necessary? No. Is it helpful for a lot of people? Yes. Are there other ways to get the same result? Absolutely. So um, next question. So what was your experience with plant medicine and what changes have occurred as a result in your life? So last year, I mean, my wife, Sama, we went to Costa Rica to Rhythmia, which we're speaking at this year. Um, and we got the chance to do ayahuasca and it was a transformational experience for both of us. It totally changed her way of thinking about things, shifted her from a, you know, kind of wall street, like clock in clock out mindset. If you're not in the office, if you're not doing these, you're not living, if you're not living to work, right. Then you're not living. Whereas I kind of like was doing a lot of work already and I was already kind of there. Um, and it just gave me the evidence to show me that I was on the right path about what I was doing and where I'm going to be. And it was an amazing experience. And it's something that I wouldn't like say that I, I don't think that people should say all their experiences because you have to have no, like go into it with like expect no expectations of like what somebody else experienced because yes, you can sim experience similar things like astral projection and seeing the void and beings and time travel and all these crazy insightful things. But you can also see some pretty personal things that are personal to you that not other people are going to experience. Cause they, so the thing with ayahuasca is they call ayahuasca the mother. And this is what the shaman told me. So ayahuasca is the mother. Ayahuasca will show you what you need to see. So you set the intention at the beginning of the ceremony and you ask ayahuasca to show you. And so, for example, like, why am I such an asshole? Or why are these things not working out for me? Or show me what's good in life. And ayahuasca will show you the things that you need to see. It won't just show you everything. Sometimes you need to see the bad. Sometimes you need to see the good. Sometimes you need to not see anything. Sometimes you need to just feel something. Whatever it is, it will be what you need. And that comes with setting the intention. And that's really important, especially with all psychedelics, where a lot of people take these things recreationally, and they think they're fun and they get high and they feel good and they see weird shit and they never set an intention. So they're never aware of what all that stuff actually means. It's like, it's like you're driving through the Grand Canyon and you just see it as a big hole in the ground. You don't realize all the time, all the effort, everything that occurred throughout earth, throughout time, throughout history to be able to form that thing. You don't appreciate it. You don't appreciate how it got there and how insignificant and short your life is compared to the life of that thing. Like there's just that, the awareness just isn't there. So it just becomes like 
this fun thing or you go to therapy and you think that the therapist is just asking you questions rather than like leading you on a path to you figuring out the answer. Um, they're just like dumb questions instead of like questions that really have meaning or have a point to them because they're the intention is different. Like you're just going for example, to like couples therapy to please your wife instead of going there to get, become a better person, become a better you become better at being in a relationship. So setting the intention on those things is super important. Um, yeah, so we're going to do it again too. So, and, uh, invitation is out there. It's still available uh, next week. So August 20th, 27th. And if you don't go with us, I think that if you go to a place where the people are great and it's a good environment and people get to check you out first, like this place has a medical team to make sure that you're able to do these things first. Um, and they combine it with other transformational experiences like breath work, which is a fucking amazing. Um, I like breathing is so powerful. Like you can get to a place of transcendence and like a psychedelic space with just breathing, which is amazing. And breathing does fix a lot of people's problems and combining with that and like yoga and like good food and all these things, you're going to have a good experience and you should just, not question it and go if you feel called. Um, so last question. Uh, so I have heard you and a lot of people talking about meditation lately and its benefits. I've tried it, but I can't stick with it. I can't seem to stop thinking and be able to clear my mind. Do you have any tips? Now that's, I hear this from a lot of people. And I used to be that way too, where I thought meditation was just for people that uh, they were just like fake sleeping. And it wasn't until I realized that I was practicing a form of meditation this whole time. And I didn't realize it like just staring off into space and visualizing and daydreaming and focusing on where I wanted to be and letting the thoughts come to me and like, these ideas and getting into flow like that was a form of visualization is a form of meditation and sometimes like i can't meditate and meditate meditation is not just about clearing your mind right it's not just not just about not thinking things the only time you stop thinking things is when you're dead your brain is always working it's something i learned in kundalini yoga is that <laughs> You're going to always have these thoughts, right? They're always going to be there. It's just for you to be aware. And there's like 1800 thoughts a minute. It's you're going to have so many in there. You just have to be aware of which ones you're picking out and focusing on. It's just shifting your focus. So it's not clearing your mind as meditation It's being able to shift your focus onto what you need to be focusing on. And so one great way to do to start is there's a few apps that I always recommend people starting with. Um, Headspace has like a great like 10 day free meditation, 10 minutes a day. If like you don't have 10 minutes a day, then like, I don't know what you're doing with yourself. There's also Tony Robbins has like a priming exercise that is a four meditation that combines meditation, some movement, like a little Kundalini yoga, breathing and uh, 
that's it. And it's really powerful and it only takes 10 minutes. And I also sometimes like sometimes using like music, like a binaural beats, which is going to help sync your brain waves into a meditative state is so powerful. So there's one app that I like to use called brain.fm that has a meditation guided and unguided on it that uses binaural beats to help you with focus and sleeping and all kinds of things, but they also have meditation on it. And that will help you get really deep in the meditation. And there's also another tool that I sometimes use called the Muse headband. And that just actually helps you measure your brain waves to see if you're actually shifting them into a state where you're actually meditating. So there's a lot of people I think that think they're meditating, but they're not getting deep enough. Like they're to actually be like, they could always go deeper. Right. So um, with anything with like business, if you're not checking your stats, you're not going to make progress with your body. If you're not checking your stats, you're not going to make progress. So with your mind, if you're not able to check your stats and where you're at by either keeping a journal or using a tool like Muse, you're not going to know if you're making progress. You could just be doing the same thing every single time, which I think a lot of people do. They never really make progress because they don't have a way to measure it. So Muse gives you a way to measure the progress with your mind. And it will take some time, but eventually you can start manipulating it and changing it. And then you'll notice there's going to be like, you're going to have this different way of thinking. Right? You're going to have this different mindset and you're going to feel different in your mind and you're going to think away things differently and you're going to come up with ideas differently and it will take time, but it'll happen. And there's also other forms of meditation besides just like mindfulness and visualization. There's also mantra based meditation, which Kundalini yoga is super heavy in mantra, mantra meditation. Also transcendental meditation is another good one where Kundalini yoga incorporates like a lot of breathing and like movements too into it. Um, and TM, I think is just like mantra based, but it also gets your shifts, your brain waves kind of like the binaural beats into a deeper meditative state. And when you do that and you start doing the, that on a regular basis, it's going to change your life. There's a reason why every successful person that you hear, like why you're hearing about it so much in society and why so many successful people do it is because it actually works and why people have been doing it for forever in religions and in life, because it actually works. Right. And it, when you get really great at it, you're just kind of like in that state all the time. Like you're in that state of mindfulness and meditation all the time. You're in this like super heightened state of awareness where you're able to look at things happening like the matrix and see things happening a little before they happen and make a decision of like how you're going to react and where you're able to control how you react, like everything in your world starts changing. So I highly recommend either downloading one of those apps or maybe even hiring a coach um, to be able to, to learn meditation or looking into a different form of meditation for you. So that's all the questions that I actually have for today. So, but if you guys have a question that you want to ask me that I didn't answer, 
please message me on Facebook at Dr. DeMarco. I will be happy to answer them or my soul ability. And I'll, we'll do another one of these episodes. You can also DM me on my personal Instagram at Dr. DeMarco or my soul ability. Or you can also email me at Dr. DeMarco at soulability.com. And I'd love to do another one of these and help you guys answer questions. And if you would please, please, I really appreciate like reviews and stuff like that because it helps get the word out about the podcast and it helps me know if I'm doing a good job or not. So reviews in iTunes and please subscribe so that way you get the podcast first immediately into your your iTunes um, podcast app. If you don't know where to find it, because I'm finding that a lot of people don't know that they even have a podcast app on their phone and they're just listening to this on the website, I'll be happy to help you find it. It's super easy. Or you could just Google it. Um, so the next few episodes, I'm going to have some really, really great guests. So please tune in for that. Tune in for those. I really appreciate all of you, all of your support, all the great messages I'm getting from people about what we're doing here. And um, I just want to keep it going and keep getting better and better. So please thank you and uh, have a great day.